Welcome everybody back to our podcast here at Diamond Digest. This week in baseball, season three, episode one or episode zero. I don't know what we want to call it yet since the season hasn't started yet, but this podcast has. Um, I am not Jordan Lazowski. I don't know how long it's going to take us to, uh, you know, fix that intro video because uh, I've hosted a good amount of these at this point. Uh, so either way, uh, but joining me today, we have Sean, Ethan and James. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Fantastic. We're good. Feeling good. Excited for baseball. It is opening week where we're into the week of where baseball starts for real this time. Spring training has been fun. Anything's better than the lockout. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, If you're familiar with this podcast, um, we think we might be switching some things up this year. This episode's going to be different from last season and probably different from most of the rest of this season just because – no, not a whole lot of baseball has happened yet for us to talk about. Um, but we just kind of want to, you know, preview the year a little bit, get something out there, get excited for opening day. Uh, with that being said, we'll talk about some of the offseason stuff, some standing predictions, uh, awards predictions, all that kind of stuff. Maybe a little bit of fantasy in there, and just you know, things going on in the world of baseball. So, with that being said, uh, let's just we'll get into it. Um, so the first, uh, you know, thing we want to talk about here, I'll throw to you guys. Um, we'll start with the off season since that's mostly behind us now. Um, so for each um, of your guys' teams and for the league as a whole, uh, what were the best off season moves you think? You know, by your team, your respected favorite team, and then just by any team in the league. And I think I'll throw this out to uh, Ethan first, being the, the Pirates fan here. Yeah. So uh, I think I definitely have the. <laughs> have it the roughest out of the three of us. That's why I started um, with you. <laughs> I'm really glad you uh, posed this question because it gives me an opportunity to vent <laughs> about uh, something should. that's been, it's been simmering for months at this point. <laughs> Good. So my, my favorite pirates move of the off season was not trading Brian Reynolds. That's, you know, that's and, good. I like that. Yeah. And I have a, a PSA to all of the non-Pirates fans as our Diamond Digest resident Pirates fan. Stop making trade proposals for Brian Reynolds. Please, for the love of all things good and holy, stop it. And um, I figured since, you know, I've seen so many just ridiculously awful and unrealistic trade proposals, I figured I would do a little overview of Brian Reynolds' trade value to kind of put it in perspective of, you know, what kind of package he would actually get. So Brian Reynolds, he just turned 27 in January. So he's like right smack in the middle of his prime. He has four years of control left and he's a switch hitting center fielder. So just on that basis alone, he's in pretty rare category there. He was a six win player last year, at least according to baseball reference, he was a six win player. He slashed 302, 390, 522. That's a WRC plus of 142. So he was very, very good last year with the bat. And he was uh, going into the year, he was looked down upon by most because of the bad 2020 season he had where he hit just 189, had the WRC plus of just 72. Um, But on top of all the COVID stuff, he uh, spent most of the season away from his very pregnant wife who gave birth during the season. So that's just all sorts of outside stuff going on, just not even related to baseball. But the 2020 season was Brian Reynolds' only season where he hit below 300 
since high school. That's insane. Both years at Vanderbilt, he hit 300. Every minor league season, he hit 300. Both of his full major league seasons, he hit over 300. And batting average obviously isn't the be-all, end-all here. I'm not going to act like it is. But he's good at everything else. He had 67 extra base hits last year. He led the league in triples. Above average strikeout rate, above average walk rate, 88th percentile sprint speed, which you know also helps you rack up all those extra base hits. 96th percentile and outs above average in his first season playing center field full time. So on top of all that, if you can count on him hitting at least 300, that is a ridiculously good player. So, you know, like I said, my plea to the non-Pirates fans on Twitter is to stop expecting to get Reynolds for Miguel Andujar and the ghost of Clint Frazier and your 83rd best prospect. Well, 83 might be a little high there. Right. And most of the most of the reports we've seen, you know, mostly since the lockout was lifted, was that the Marlins keep trying and trying and trying to get Reynolds. And the, the phone call started Max Meyer, Khalil Watson, both of them. That's the starting point. And there aren't even that many teams who can even come up with a package like that just to start with. So odds are, if you're listening to this, you couldn't even get Brian Reynolds if you wanted to. So stop trying. And even if you want to and you can, the the asking price is like, holy crap, why would they do that high? And my one other thing with Reynolds is that he is the lone player that the Pirates are taking to arbitration this year. Shifting my focus now to the Pirates front office, which uh, we could all, you know, talk about for a while. <laughs> the difference between Reynolds, what Reynolds filed and what the Pirates filed is $650,000, which already is not that big of a gap. Reynolds yes, filed, means. he filed at under $5 million. So explain to me, explain to me why you can have the season that he just had, like I just explained. He filed at under $5 million, and you have a a gap that small, and you still have to go to arbitration and say to his face why he doesn't deserve that much. That's ridiculous to me. And for a Pirates team that already doesn't have a lot going for them anyway, where they keep saying all the stuff about how they want to build the culture and all these young guys are coming up together. They want them all to stay here and play together for a long time. Can we just take our one superstar player and, you know, keep him happy and actually want him to be here? Like, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Maybe that's just me, but I feel like that makes sense. So I hope that he wins his arbitration case pretty easily. And then I hope he has another ridiculous season and that they come to their senses and extend him after that. So my big picture answer to the question is that I'm, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that Brian Reynolds is still here. Please, please, please keep him happy and keep him here for a while. All right. Like, what started about just what's your favorite move your team, your team did? No move at all. Uh, what about around the league? What, did, what do you like from a, a different team that's not the Pirates? Yeah, so I have a couple here, a couple groups of moves by two different teams. The first one was the Mets, who had their just crazy spending spree on one day, like within hours of each other, where they got Starling Marte and Mark Canna and Eduardo Escobar. I know we talk about them getting Scherzer and Chris Bassett, which are both 
obviously really good pickups too. Mm-hmm. But I think getting those three bats for not a ridiculous price, they spent $124 million total on those three. That's not good a bad value. price for that production for getting Great three value. different guys at that value. And I also think that puts them in a position with Dominic Smith where they move him for a pitcher potentially, especially with DeGrom and maybe Scherzer missing time. I am going to go on a limb and say that that still happens before opening day. We know how close they were to the deal with the Padres with Eric Hosmer and Chris Paddock, which just would have been crazy. But I still think there's a good chance where they move him for a pitcher, which, you know, depending on who it is, that would still be another really good move for the Mets. And my other one is the Blue Jays adding Kevin Gosman and Yusei Kikuchi to the rotation. Obviously, the AL East, you know, outside of Baltimore, that whole division is just stacked. And adding them to a rotation that already had Jose Barrios, Hyunjin Ryu, Alec Manoa, you know, Nate Pearson potentially, mm-hmm. that's a really good rotation in a division with a bunch of really good hitters. And I just think it's crazy how Toronto now, we think of them as – probably the favorite to win that division and possibly even in the American league, despite the fact that they lost the Cy Young winner and the number three MVP guy. And they still made enough moves to where we're like, they're right in the middle of this thing. So hats off to Toronto as well. Yeah. I'll be honest. I forgot about like half of those moves. (laughs) You just mentioned them, but they're all really good moves. I also like a whole lot. Especially Toronto's building some some crazy stuff up there. It's gonna be fun to watch. We'll throw it over to we'll go to Sean. Sean next. What do you what do you like from from your resident team this this off season? So, I'm. A lot of you know this. I'm not particularly a fan of any team, but when I pick one, I pick the Phillies. I grew up as a Phillies fan, so there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to recite the Castellanos script. You all know it. You can all say it in your heads. But he's a really good player, elite hitter. They didn't spend an exorbitant amount on him, which I expected them to sign him, but for a ridiculous amount, just because Dombrowski, he's one of Dombrowski's guys. But no, they got him for a fairly reasonable price. He's an awful glove. We know how the outfield is going to be. I'm very excited to watch the no defense team. They're going to hit. Castellanos, Schwarber. Schwarber, who raked last year after the Sticky Stuff ban, his problem had always been hitting high-spin fastballs, especially up in the zone. As soon as those weren't as much of a factor, he went on an unholy tear. This is a team that's really going to hit. Mickey Moniak has been going off in spring training. Maybe he had a swing change or something. I haven't been able to watch the games. But I'm hoping he had a swing change. Obviously, he had 1-1 talent. And they added Corey Knable, Harris Familia, Brad Hand. I think Brad Hand is washed. But the other two, they're solid relievers. They're probably the two best relievers in the Phillies bullpen. Maybe first and third best if Sir Anthony Dominguez comes back fully healthy. I just think they added a lot of needed depth to this team. And it's possibly putting them in a playoff position. I'll talk about that later. But around the league... I'm so excited to talk about this. I want to talk about the Marlins. Marlins are the Marlins are doing things down there in Miami. I love what the Marlins are doing. They have 
we know about the rotation. The rotation's great. It's young. It's Sandy and Sixto, maybe, and Rogers and Pablo and Hernandez and Luzardo and all the prospects could come <laughs> Yeah. And now they get to throw to Stallings. Yeah. Stallings is a great defensive catcher. Then they add Avisael Garcia, who I think is terminally underrated. He he has a lot of red circles. We'll put it that way. <laughs> they add Joey Wendell as depth at a lot of positions. And I really like what they did with their bullpen. I think Luis Head is for real. Uh, yesterday they traded for Solcer and Scott. Solcer is a really good depth arm. Scott is good as like a low leverage type. Save innings from guys like Petit. I just really like what the Marlins did. I don't think they're making the playoffs this year, but I think they got to the point where they're a 500 team and they're probably making the playoffs next year. Yeah, like I for, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I forgot about the Stallings move too, but like before the lockout, because that was a, before, a pre-lockout move. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I love that move then. I still love it now. And it's going to be exciting to see what that pitching staff can do. Yeah, Sandy throwing to Stallings might be a scion candidate. Honestly, you're, that's not outlandish to say like at all. All right, uh, James, what do you got? Your team did a lot of things this offseason. Yeah, a lot of guys uh, joined the Dodgers. A lot of guys left the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Quick recap, lost Corey Seager, Kenley Jansen, A.J. Pollock for some stupid reason. <laughs> uh, I do not like that move at all, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Got some new faces. Freddie Freeman, the biggest one of all. Uh, Andrew Haney, for some reason. Uh, Tyler Anderson, I like that move. I like the move. Daniel Hudson. That's a good depth move. But the big two that I want to hit on are the... Or big three, I should say. Are the Chris Taylor extension, the Freeman signing, and the Kimbrell trade. I love the Chris Taylor extension because... He wanted to be there, and they like his versatility, so it's just a good match, and he just helps provide depth to that team. It's a great move. The Freeman signing, it's essentially just replacing Seager, Mm -hmm. another left-handed power bat who can hit 300 and has 30 home run power, also wears number five. (laughs) So, <laughs> very important. Just kind of funny. Yeah. If you asked me at the beginning of the offseason, if they signed that type of player, I would have thought, oh, Corey Seager's just coming back. But, uh, nope, we got Freeman. So that'll be fun to watch. And then the Kimbrel trade, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's not... It's not how he performed with the White Sox last year that concerned me. It's just, I was really hoping that the Dodgers, after letting Kenley go, would just move on from having a certain guy in the ninth. Dave Roberts loves having a guy in the ninth, for better or for worse, and it was a pain to watch sometimes. I love Kendley Jansen, but when he's off, he's off. And Roberts would mm-hmm. constantly put him in the ninth so he could get saves. And Craig Kimbrell is the same exact type of reliever. 
if you look on baseball reference similarity scores, the most similar players are are Kimbrel's most similar player is uh, Jansen and vice versa. And as much as I love Kenley, I don't need to, I don't want to see that move again. I was hoping that Trinan would be the head of a bullpen that's just focused on getting outs instead of getting outs until the ninth inning when we just have player X go in. I think it's an antiquated way of thinking. And on top of that, they lose Pollock. I mean, you're dealing from a position of depth, but at times he was their most consistent hitter last year. And that team, I wouldn't say got decimated by injuries, but Cody Bellinger missed a significant amount of time and then forgot how to hit a baseball. Corey Seager missed time. I was going to say he forgot before he missed time, but. It's all fun and games till he hits two home runs on opening day, but and then no more <laughs> for the next the rest of the season. The point is, he was a consistent <laughs> bat, kind of a. You're not going to get a high peak in terms of like seven game stretches, but there's no valleys either. It's just consistent production, you know consistent OPS, and they are losing that for a volatile reliever. I just don't like it. Yeah. I mean, but. it was, I, I didn't think it made a ton of sense either when I saw that trade go through. Um, I thought the Dodgers were more than happy with what they had. Uh, and then, I, I, you know, the next day after that trade, <laughs> in spring training, the Giants blew up Kimbrough for like four runs. So I was pretty content after that. But. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said Dave Roberts has his guy to just throw in the ninth inning. Yeah, because that's like you that's said, that's time. I just think it's an antiquated way of thinking, and I don't know if it costs them a game. I will be very irate about yeah. it. At least he's not their best guy. Yeah, true. Trinan's probably their best guy as of right now, but Trinan's it would have been nice nasty. to see him be the closer in an the unofficial closer but enough about the Dodgers. Everyone hates the Dodgers. So (laughs) I like more (laughs) three teams off seasons a lot. I really like the twins, the Rangers and the Mariners off seasons twins. They pretty much said after a last place finish, this is not who we are uh, and made a lot of fringe upgrades or not fringe upgrades, but upgrades to their team in an offseason where there were just some teams who were in better situations, I'd argue, that just said, okay, let's tear it down. So I like when teams aren't just tearing it down for no reason. And the Twins decided this is not who we are. We're more talented than a team that failed to win 80 games last year. And they got Carlos Correa and Sonny Gray, and I like their potential as a playoff team. I don't know if they'll make it, but they have potential to be a playoff team. Mariners, they got the reigning Cy Young winner. Their farm system's really good, and they fleeced the Reds in getting Jesse Winker. Oh, no, you have to take on Eugenio Suarez. Oh, no, we have a DH who can just hit for power. How terrible. I 
I love that move for the Mariners. They're they also promoted Julio Rodriguez, or not promoted, but he'll be on the opening day roster. So none of this service time crap that Ooh. we're used to seeing. Pardon my language. So Mariners are going to be a real fun team to watch. They're going to be trying to break a long playoff drought. And then the Rangers, it's easy to lose 100 games and say, I don't want to spend money. And the Rangers said, screw that. We're going to have a half a billion dollar infield. Of course, Must they took nice. Corey Seager away, but <laughs> <laughs> they're still not going to be good. They're going to be not terrible. Right. They imp- they worked to improve their team. And they did substantially. So, it's yes. also not hard to improve from what they were last year. And they spent some money. True. I like what I they're doing with the moment. That spent money. Yeah, exactly. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah, like the offseason as a whole, like it still feels just so like disconnected in my head. Um, but a lot of teams did a lot of really good things. Um, like personally, I think the the Mariners were probably one of my favorite off seasons. Going and signing tight pants Ray, going and um, getting Winker and Suarez, like that team. Like James just said, is they're trying to end this playoff drought, and they're an extremely fun and exciting team this year. And I think the city of Seattle deserves it, honestly. Like they've had to watch this Mariners team be terrible, be oh so close, and just be whatever the Mariners have been for the last while. But it's gonna they're gonna be a fun team. Uh I like their moves a lot. Uh personally for me at least my favorite uh, move of the offseason that wasn't a Giants move was Granky back to the Royals because that just makes my yes. heart happy. It just it just makes my it heart makes happy. Me happy. Like, I love it. I love it. I the love fact Granky. that they he's the opening day starter too. Like I think it would be appropriate if instead of applause, the stadium just stands in silence when he goes out <laughs> to the man. Just stands there, just nothing. Not a single, a single peep all of opening day. Also, the, also they run. shouldn't DH for him. <laughs> yeah, let him hit. <laughs> let him hit. He needs one more home run and one more steal. Come on. I bet you at some point in the year they're going to let him hit. Like If they're bad, yeah. Yeah, if, yeah, if they're not good, uh, which they probably won't be that good. I don't think it's gonna be terrible, but not great. But um, if they're like eliminated from contention down the stretch, like like Granky hit it a little like here and there. Yeah, like, last, put him as the DH. Last series of the year, let him play short. It's what he's always wanted. <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah, I don't know. They got a lot of shortstops already. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, and he can hit better than all of them, except for also, Witt. Uh, well, Bobby true. Witt exists. Yeah, he hits better. He doesn't hit better than Witt, but Witt's gonna play third. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, I just thought that moves it's just fun. I, I like it. And you don't see that a lot anymore. Um, like, well, I guess we saw that, and then we also saw Pujols go back. Yeah, Pujols like, is the same vein. Yeah, but it's a Cardinal. We don't like to talk about the Cardinals too much. Anyway, but um, yeah, that it's just Granky's. It just makes my heart like happy to see that happening. I love Granky. He's awesome. And um, at least for the Giants, I like the Rodon siding a lot. Uh, they didn't have to give him a ton of money. He's going to be really good. And and as our number two. Uh, for the Giants, um, the rotation's kind of kind of sick. Big fan, but yeah, Alex Cobb is going to dominate. Alex Cobb's also one of my favorite moves from the Giants. Like super underrated, um, under the radar move, and he's he's our fifth starter. And yeah, he he's only going to give you 120 innings, but he's going to be really good in those innings. Yeah, his his spring's been really really nice. I, so I love what I've seen from him. Yeah, yeah, 
I've loved what I've seen from both of them. And as I was looking um, at like some odds earlier, like to win these awards, Rodon's actually got the highest um, odds to win any major award of anyone of the Giants, which is kind of crazy to me. But Logan Webb, he's higher than Webb for Cy Young. Oh, I don't know. Recognition. Guess. Anyway, but uh, yeah, enough of from um, our own team's personal off seasons. But there's a lot of like fun moves. There are plenty more we didn't talk about. Um, which I'm sure we'll hear more about either at some point later this podcast or another one. You y'all are on Twitter. If you're watching this, <laughs> listen to this, you've probably found us on Twitter. And if you're not, it it can be a fun time. Anyway, uh, next on to the next thing. Uh, we kind of touched on this just a little bit. A lot of young prospects have been given the hey, you're on the opening day roster. Uh, like move this last couple of days. Um, what of of all these young prospects that are either on these opening rosters or are expected to be very early in the season and so they have to go work on their defense in AAA for a couple weeks. Um, who are you excited to watch this season? And then I'll start with Sean this time around. So most excited to watch overall is, is Cruz. He's a freak. That's he's incredible. Crazy. But since he's down working on his defense, I – I'll go with the guy on the opening day roster, and I'll go with Matt Brash. I love his stuff so much. He looks like Kerry Wood out there. I just watched one of his spring training starts the other night where he went four-plus innings, struck out five, gave up one run. It was a homer. Granted, it was against the Rockies, but still, that's the Mariners' fifth starter right now. His stuff is ridiculous. If he's giving four or five innings a start, that's a really valuable player. And he's on a fun team. Yeah. I, Rash is definitely not the Mariner people are going to be talking about rookie-wise, but be, more people should be talking about Matt Brash. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave players. the obvious Mariner on the board <laughs> just so we don't all talk about the same guy. That's fair. Uh, James, who are you excited to watch? What young gun? Time to take the low-hanging fruit, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mentioned it earlier. He's going to be on the opening day roster. Great move. He's been electric this spring. Enough said. Uh, and then I like the Spencer Torkelson addition to the Tigers lineup. I think he's going to be a great fit for a young roster and – He's going to hit. He's going to hit. He's going to hit. <laughs> he just flat out mashes baseballs. Yeah. yeah. It's also, I like that a lot too. Uh, the Tigers got some exciting things for sure going on up in Detroit. But, uh, Ethan, who do you got? What what rook are you looking at this, this year? Yeah, so here's another one where, you know, everyone gets to be happy except for me. Because, you know, O'Neill Cruz – is going to start the season in the minor leagues. I still picked O'Neill Cruz anyway, but still, I I forget who it was. Somebody on Twitter this morning, I wish I remembered who it was so I could give them props, but they made the uh, the SpongeBob meme where Squidward's all sad looking out his window, and it was (laughs) O'Neill Cruz for Wanty Contreras. Contreras. We we can find it and link it when we tweet this out. Yeah, I wish I remembered who it was, but that that hit me in the heart, you know, real good. (laughs) Because Contreras, like right off the bat, said he was going to the minor leagues, which, you know, that was more expected, but still I kind of want him to break the team. O'Neill Cruz yeah. was just ridiculous this spring, and they still sent him to the minor leagues anyway. 
And then like literally the next day, it's Bobby Witt made the Royals. Spencer Torkelson made the Tigers. You know, Julio Ooh, Rodriguez made, made the Mariners. <laughs> Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo both made the Reds rotation. Yep. And I have Jeremy to wait. Pena. Yep, Jeremy Pena. Joe Riley Ryan. Green and Adley both would have made their teams if they were healthy. At least yeah. it was the expectation anyway. And yeah. here I am. I have to wait until probably May to see O'Neill Cruz. But Looking I still think – Right. Yeah. I still First think – running, one of the two. He's worked on repeating his swing. Right. <laughs> I still think there's a chance that if O'Neill Cruz uh, still doesn't come up until mid-May, he could still win Rookie of the Year anyway. Absolutely. Like yeah. Sean said, he's a freak. He's like a unicorn. He's just such a unique physical specimen that we've never seen anybody like him play shortstop before. And I still think that when he inevitably comes up this year, he's probably going to play shortstop. And his power is just so it's, – it's just insane, not only for a shortstop, but just in general. It's yep. ridiculous. He hit a home run a few – like last week in spring training. He hit a home run where he hit – when he hit the ball, his knee was on the ground, and it still cleared beyond the seats in right field. He hit a similar home run when they actually called him up last year. He hit a home run against the Reds. Where yeah, it was almost on the ground, way. and he still cleared the seats. He had a 118 mile an hour exit velocity hit in the major leagues last year. <laughs> insane. I he had that. one. He had one. I think was 116. Like the day after he hit that home run last week, he had one that was like 116. I watched a minor league game last year, where it was like his first game when he went up to AAA. Uh-huh. It was like I think it was his first at bat in AAA. He hit a ball. It was like a low and away change up. And he just like kind of poked at it and it still cleared the left field seats. He went opposite field over the bleachers. Like his power is seriously like nothing that I've seen before, you know, watching the pirates all my life, never seen anything like that. But even outside of that, he runs pretty well. He had more stolen bases than home runs in the minor leagues last year. And he's still at least for his size, he plays a pretty good shortstop. So, you know, whether the long-term plan is to move him off of shortstop, I don't know if they're fully committing to that yet. He has been playing a little bit of outfield in spring training. So I don't know what the the plan is long-term, but his bat's going to play no matter where he plays. And hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, before too long, he's going to come up and he'll still hit bombs into the Allegheny all year. And, for a long time, please let me have this. <laughs> He's one of those guys where even if his defense ends up being like atrocious for whatever reason, I don't think it will. But in the event that it does, his bat, like that's that's a bat you need in your lineup. You're gonna get that bat into your lineup one way or another. And so, yeah, he's been insane. It's a shame that the Pirates do things that the Pirates do. Yep. And we were deprived of uh, Cruz for another few weeks. So uh, I was originally going to talk about Julio, um, but I think we've talked about Julio enough. Julio's going to be awesome. We love Julio. Um, I my other one for this was um, Hunter Green. The for the Reds, yeah. I watched his spring training start against the Giants. Um, man, I, I ended up tweeting about it too. Like Hunter Green just got electric stuff. Like he's just fun to watch pitch. Like and I can't wait to watch Hunter Green starts for the next however long is in the big leagues. Like whether that's you know 
against the Giants. Even like I was watching that that spring training story. I'm like, man, he's carving up our teams, but I couldn't care less right now. Like it's just it's just fun to watch. Plus the spring training, probably why I didn't care that much. But he's just really really good. He's gonna be really really good, and I'm glad he's on that opening day roster. And also like uh, same name, different team, Riley Green. It's a shame that he's hurt right now because he was he was gonna crack that opening day roster. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that he, someone said that at some point. Um, but he, I think he something broke his foot. I don't think he broke his foot. Unless he did. I don't remember what it was. Just he's just not healthy right now. He's gonna be out six to eight weeks. But when he does come back, he's gonna be him and him and Torque are gonna be in Detroit mashing baseballs for a long time. And I'm excited to watch that as well. And then another name I just kind of want to throw out there, uh, Joe Ryan for the Twins. Yeah. Uh, opening day starter as a rookie. Kind of crazy. Uh, and, I, I liked him a lot. Yeah. And how about Mackenzie Gore? He's looked great. Yeah, Mackenzie Gore's putting up some good stuff right now too. There's a lot. The, the youth movement in baseball is prominent now, I think, more than – the whole let the kids play thing was where was they're trying to push that that youth movement. I think it's just even more now. Like, yeah, it's just younger, getting younger and younger. The talent's just getting better and better, and the game's getting more exciting. Despite what Rob Manfred wants you to think. Hey Diego, ah, which rookie started for a recent World Series champion on opening day? For what? What do you? What's the question you're asking here? Do you know who it is? What, who's the most recent rookie to start for a World Series champion on opening day? Yes. Madison Bumgarner? No, it's Dustin May, right? Dustin yeah. May. Huh. Man, unfortunate. Against unfortunate. your beloved Giants. Mm. Well, so. Bumgarner did too. I just want to put that out. He opened, I think it's 2012? Question mark? I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway, I forgot May started um, the, the opening day. He wasn't year. supposed to. Yeah, that's Kershaw, why I forgot Kershaw about it. Kershaw was scratched. Yeah, that's why I forgot about it. I miss watching Dustin May pitch, though. As much as I hate the Dodgers, I miss watching him pitch. Oh, he's so much fun. I know. That's, I'm like, I hate the Dodgers with my entire existence, but, man, Dustin May <laughs> is fun to watch pitch. Yeah, I hate Funny the Dodgers guys. as a team, but they have so many players who I love. I feel the same way about the Giants. Yeah. There's some End guys you just can't. Yeah, it's okay, I like Posey. That's about it. Everyone else is just like, eh. You know, that's Actually, fair. No, I, like Jock. I like Jock. I wonder why. <laughs> I like Alex Wood, too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> keep going. Just keep doing the bit. <laughs> This, I don't I don't know who else is on our team that was former Dodgers at this point. Jake McGee. Oh yeah, Jake eh, McGee. Yeah. Yeah. Jake McGee's fun. We like Jake McGee. He was great for the Dodgers in 2020. I don't think he was okay for the Dodgers. Because I saw him play as a Rocky at Corsi. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Yeah. I like but, Rodon, uh, but that's because my family's all White Sox fans. That's right. That's fair. Redon's going to be good this year. I'm excited to watch him as a giant. Yeah, he's going to be 120 great. innings. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be good innings. <laughs> they will be. I'm just telling you now. It's They'll be good enough innings that if he was in the AL, he would get down ballot Cy Young votes. Yes. Yeah. 
the, this, the fact that he's getting um, more Cy Young love than Logan Webb right now is just kind of ridiculous to me. But, you know, it's it's all a name at this point. But anyway, uh, moving on from, you know, the whole prospect talk and all that, uh, we'll move on to awards. Award stuff. I know opening day is not for another, what, three days here? Two days? What day of the week is it? Is it it's almost three days? Tuesday. It's almost Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, it's always fun to talk about award predictions and how inevitably or inevitable, inevitable, whatever that word is, how <laughs> wrong we are all going to be. Inevit- inevitably? Whatever. Inevitably. Inevitably, thank you. How wrong we are all going to be. But we're going to predict it nonetheless. We'll go, um, you know, who do you think will win it? Dark Horse candidate for each one. ALNL will do MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year. Uh, I guess since we just talked about the rookies, we'll start there. Uh, we'll start with Rookie of the Year, ALNL. Uh, we'll go with James first year. Jeremy Pena, Rookie of the Year for the American League. National League, Edward Cabrera. I'm just high on his uh, stuff and... If the Marlins do better than expected, he'll be a major reason why. Pena, he's in a deep lineup, so he's not going to be the guy pitchers are focused on getting out when you have Altuve and Brantley and Bregman and Gurriel and Tucker and Alvarez. So I think given what his teammates have said about him, I think it's more than just hype. The Astros have done a great job developing players over the last decade, and he's just next one in line. Yeah, that's fair. You got any dark horse picks for those two? Uh, well, Edward Cabrera is kind of the dark horse pick. Those are both kind of dark horse picks. But... Yeah, I didn't want to be basic and say, like, O'Neill Cruz and Bobby Witt Jr., <laughs> probably the correct answers but <laughs> probably but i, I want to be fun what's the fun in that yeah exactly getting darker horse answers then or you just want to leave uh, it at that? bobby miller for national league rookie of the year i don't know homer yeah, pick. i don't know who that is i'll be honest with you he was a dodgers first round pick in 2020 that's completely a homer pick because I, I, i've never heard that name He's really good. I will be honest. He will be in the bullpen for the Dodgers at some point this year. Probably in July would be my guess. American League Dark Ur Horse. Uh, uh, <laughs> There's so many you know, good Brandon Marsh still are. a rookie? Is he, he so? Is. I think so. Yeah. Is he not? I feel like no sure one's talking about him. He has to still be a rookie. I'm, I'll look it up real quick as well. But Internet, I'm pretty sure he help is. me out. I'm pretty sure he's still a rookie. He is not a rookie. Exceeded really? rookie limits. Huh. huh. Darn it. Well, that makes things a lot harder. <laughs> you can leave it at that. You don't have to make yeah. another one. <clears throat> I don't know. Someone from Cleveland's pitching staff. <laughs> you know, that was a dark horse. That's a good. That's a good pick. I won't. Darker <laughs> horse because Jeremy Pena's. That's out a pretty there. deep cut. That's a deep cut. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that's you know I like it. Anyone like someone from Cleveland's, the Guardians inaugural season. The spiders. The spiders should have been the spiders. But either way, it's fine. Um, Ethan, who do you got? ALNL Rookie of the Year. 
All right, American League, since I think I'm the only one who hasn't pandered to Julio Rodriguez yet, that's my pick. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I have no doubts about his talent at all. I think he's going to be phenomenal. My AL Dark Horse pick, I went Cleveland, but not a pitcher. I went Stephen Kwan, who I think in a similar vein to Brian Reynolds, he is just always hit, but, you know, kind of flew under the radar. He had a ridiculous spring, and he made the team. So if he continues to hit, I think that could be a dark horse pick there. Um, National League, I went not one, but two homer picks. O'Neill Cruz is my pick. I actually put $5 on it. So I quite literally put my money where my mouth is. Good. And my dark horse there. The right pick, though. (laughs) Right. My dark horse is Diego Castillo. I saw that move. I like that today. Who was acquired by the Pirates last year in the Clay Holmes trade. He hit over 400 and has six home runs this spring. And it was announced today that he actually made the team. So the Pirates you know, actually did you know, bring a rookie up north with them, but it was Diego Castillo and not O'Neill yeah. Cruz. It wasn't the right one. <laughs> he has a lot of versatility, so I don't know if he's going to stick somewhere right off the bat. I think eventually he will end up being the second baseman. And if he continues to hit like this, he could definitely garner some consideration too. Yeah, like you say, like I mean, Homer pick, sure, but like it's the right pick. O'Neill Cruz is the correct pick, or a correct pick. I don't think there's anything outlandish about saying that. Most people would agree with you. So, um, yeah, I saw the Diego Castillo thing. I was like, you know, I I liked it. I was surprised by it, considering Cruz wasn't getting the nod right away. Uh, but you know, there's a willingness to maybe do something almost right. Maybe. Almost. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, all right, uh, Sean, who do you got? Who are your picks here? Yeah, there's no need to get cute with this. Who Cruz? But for Dark Horses, I talked about Melendez earlier. Melendez is one pulled hamstring from Sal Perez away from a 35 homer season as a catcher. He would win easily if he got routine playing time. Yeah. And NL, it's not a deep cut. It's it's Stott. He's going to get a lot of playing time because Bohm is bad. And hopefully he'll end up at shortstop because Didi Gregorius can't field. And Stott is a very good fielder. And young shortstop who hits on a fringe contender team. Narrative boost. It's not that dark of a dark horse, but he's a good player and he's not I don't think he would be put in the top five, maybe not even top ten NL favorites at this point. Yeah, um, the odds the odds lists are a little interesting. I was looking at them very briefly earlier, um, but they're kind of all over the place. But I kind of like it that way. You know, you never really know. There, there are some clear cut big dogs for who should be winning or really contending for this award, but for most, for the most part, not exactly a clear cut favorite, um, which makes it kind of fun. Uh, my my picks I had um, for the AL uh, Spencer Torkelson, uh, just because I didn't want to pick Julio because I was going to pick Julio for something else earlier. And um, we talked about Julio a lot, but I did have Spencer Torkelson with my um, dark horse being Riley Green, uh, just because Riley Green's missing some time, and if health is an issue, it, then he becomes he becomes kind of a dark horse in that sense. Um, in the NL, uh, I got uh, Hunter Green. I think. He's just, I like his stuff a lot. 
And then my uh, dark horse uh, homer pick is Joey Bart. (laughs) He's still a rookie eligible player. Uh, But Joey Bart's had a really good spring. Um, He was supposed to be – he's the the torch has been handed off at this point. Uh, So it's his time. It's now or never. Uh, He's putting up – He's putting up some good stuff in spring training, and it carries over to the season. We'll, we'll see. He might be able to do something there. Uh, but we'll move on to – let's do Cy Young next. Let's talk about some pitchers. And we'll go with Ethan first here. Cy Young picks. Who you got? All right. So American League, I don't really love anybody here in this spot. Um, it, it just feels like Garrett Cole is inevitably going to be the favorite, but he's never actually going to win it. So I went with Shane Bieber. I I don't feel super great about it, but he's good enough that he's going to be in the discussion. Right. Like we talked about the Cleveland pitching thing. That's it. Just makes a lot of sense. My dark horse was a different Shane. Shane McClanahan, kind of so similar good. deal with the Tampa Bay pitching. If he's healthy all year, he could have a really good year. Also, National League. Um, I picked the guy that I picked last year which is Brandon Woodruff. I don't think – I mean, I hate the Brewers with every fiber of my being. Did we all pick Woodruff? As... <laughs> oh, Woodruff. <laughs> I did too. Okay, good. We have yeah, one different – anyway, keep going. Yeah, I, I don't think he gets as much love as he has warranted, especially with Corbin Burns being there, and Freddie right. Peralta is also just nasty. Oh, Brandon wait, Woodruff. wait, 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 wait. Breaking news. The what? Tigers what? just traded for Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows to the Tigers? Really? I, yes. Wait, wait, that's wait, 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 that's real. That's hold on. Bizarre. I, okay, so where? so I have oh, a that's new, amazing. So I have a new Dark Horse Rookie of the Year pick. <laughs> uh, Josh Lowe, who's now going to get playing time, and has raked at every Austin level Meadows for Isaac Paredes in a draft pick. Isaac Paredes. Okay. Huh. Wow. Wait, where, where is this coming from? Someone said it. I need Ken to... Rosenthal. Is it it's just... on Twitter. Oh, there it is. I found it. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I can hear my roommates talking about it outside. Well, Austin Meadows to Detroit. I mean, I think Meadows is kind of wow. washed, but. He's too but young to, to be Detroit. washed. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Wow. It's not a home run park, though. No, again, the. It has to be the Rays clearing playing but time for Josh Lowe. Neither is Tropicana Field, and he hit a decent number of home runs. The Trop there. is a cursed field. Oh. The Trop doesn't deserve to exist. Um, yeah. But, uh, that's one yeah, thing um, all baseball fans can agree on. True, true. That's the one the one true thing. And um, Manfred stinks. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> the two things all baseball fans can actually agree on. Manfred stinks. Tropicana Field is awful. But yeah, Austin so, Meadows to Detroit. That's crazy. So is, is Badu a center fielder now? That Badu was a center fielder. He was going to play left, and they were going to put Reyes in center. To be, isn't Green a no? Green's a left corner, isn't he? Green's Green can play any center, any outfield position. We'll probably stick him in center that when he's back. Yeah, but either way, Austin Meadows to Detroit. That's let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> like, that's already, <laughs> already, but yeah, wow. Um, you said for Paredes in a yeah, draft in a, a comp round. Time to, time to look up Paredes. 
Yeah, Paredes, I mean, from what I know about him, which isn't a ton, I, I like him. Um, but it's 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 all about that draft pick, though. Okay, but let's see, let's see what the Rays see in him. Yeah, if the Rays want you, it means you're doing something right. Yeah. Um, let's see. For the most part, they did. They have lost a few trades over the years. Yeah, Cronenworth. Yeah, there aren't. Yeah, they don't win every trade, but the ones they win, they Cronenworth like. You would think a Cronenworth is like the perfect. Cronenworth is a perfect Ray. I yeah. I Absolutely. see nothing from Paredes that's great, but he's young oh, and he's hitting the minors. Yeah, he's he's twenty three. He is he's young. Uh, Zips likes him. Steamer likes him. That's probably why the Rays like him so much. But Internet Benno's... nerds like prospect sounds perfect for the Rays. <laughs> yep, yeah, that sounds like a Rays move for sure. Especially now that they don't have Wendell. Yeah, shout out Joey Wendell. Uh, if you haven't played Wendell on Diamond Digest, you should. Absolutely. They're they're a good time. I've, I I have been yeah, once once this is all or Wendell maybe dies down a little bit. I have a spreadsheet of because I'm the one who writes them. Um, yeah, I have a spreadsheet of it, and I I just want someone to appreciate the spreadsheet at some point. It's a nice <laughs> I will spreadsheet. Always appreciate by, this organized by team, by league, by division. It's it's. Gosh. It's a nice spreadsheet. You show it's the spreadsheet. Coded. I will show some love. Okay. Well, <laughs> if, you play, if you play Wendell, that's why I haven't shown anybody yet. Because like only I have it. Because I'm the one who knows all the answers. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm on um, Brady's Savant page right now. Not a ton on here. Um, but let me see. 2020. Yeah, not not a ton. He hasn't exactly broke the majors. Um, Super in a super exciting way at all, as far as I can tell. Um, anyone feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it it seems like he's doing a lot of things right in the minors. Hasn't quite put it all together yet, but like we said, he's 23. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a interesting. It's an interesting trade for sure. I think it definitely makes Detroit better. Oh, it's that's a really good lineup all of a sudden. I mean, Detroit. you could probably hit yeah. a lot of doubles in that lineup. Oh, yeah, just what because is... Comerica is a pretty big. I'm pretty sure it's a pitcher's park. Scott Bentley oh, would is. be the perfect person. I know. If only Scott was there. Yeah, right where now. is he? <laughs> Locked on Tigers tomorrow is going to be electric. Um, I need. I need. What's that? Um, that lineup look like now? I mean, if if you assume that he's taking Reyes' spot, he's probably the leadoff hitter, right? Yeah, the roster resource page is not updated yet, but it has yeah, it has Badu, Grossman, Baez, Candelario, Cabrera, Scope, Torkelson, Reyes, Barnhart. Yeah, that's a sneaky good lineup. And when Green comes back, that pushes Cabrera to the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. That's a nice lineup. That's a lineup of a team that's ready to start going for it. Yes. They have three seasons when of control is, of Austin or, Meadows. That's also great. How many What's hits away is Miguel Cabrera from the all time or from three thousand? Not the all time record. Oh, not very far. I think it's seventy something. It's so a really low number. This year. 
He'll yeah. get it. This it's like year. seventy. Oh, yeah. it, no, I actually don't think that's that. that or, it might be in the teens now. Actually, Let's I feel like. Go. All right, internet, help me out. Yeah, uh, I'm already on his Fangraphs page, just waiting for it to load. He has two thousand nine hundred eighty-seven hits. So he's yeah, yeah. He's thirteen. Because I think so, it was like in the seventies, yeah. early last year. Wikipedia. Ooh, he is. So he can get it before Green comes back, and then they can bench him when Green comes back. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but I don't think like, he would even care. No, yeah. at that point, I think he, he won. Either. He's won everything he needs to. Yeah, including two MVPs he shouldn't have. <laughs> I still put some value on the triple crown. Probably too much. Either way, but yeah, that Detroit team's because their their rotation's nice too, and their bullpen's not bad. I love Scooble. I like Scooble a lot too. Um, and then Mize Manning. Uh, Erod, yeah, they added Erod, Pineda. Yep, they that's Tyler that's Alexander's sne- decent. Yeah, yeah, that's a sneaky good team. Also, that have team a really good manager. They, yeah, yeah. The yeah. manager Manager's the White fantastic. Sox should have hired and one of the one three or four hired. best managers. <laughs> yep, they have a top five manager for sure. That team's gonna do some damage. That team's gonna be incredible. They're gonna be fun. Um, anyway, we can we can talk about the Tigers a little more later. Um, where were we? Um, I was about Cy to give you my NL Cy Young dark yes, horse. Yes, that's it. Which that's is correct. another a retroactive homer pick, but I picked Joe Musgrove. Nice. That's a, still a good pick. Musgrove's Musgrove's I think become so lost in San Diego between or around all like the, around Darvish and um, Snell and then Clevenger like Musgrove. He's Might their best be the starting best pitcher. Bunch. He's yeah. absolutely their best starting pitcher. He's the pitcher. best of that bunch. Like, kind of crazy how how little love he gets down there. He just He's gets great, lost great in the owner. sauce. True. <laughs> lost in the sauce. All right. And then, um, dude, uh, Sean, you still have to go for the Cy Young, right? Yeah. yeah so, NL, I think there are really four candidates because after last year, with the Burns controversy, I think they'll give it to a traditional high-inning candidate. So I think it's between Woodruff, Alcantara, Webb, and Bueller. And I was going to say Woodruff. Ethan already talked about Woodruff. So I'll talk about Alcantara just because I really like Alcantara. I think he's the most effective seam-shifted weight guy in baseball. He gets so much wrong-way break on his slider, and it's filthy. He also throws it like 95. Yeah, he has the hardest fastball velocity of any starter not named Degrom. He throws his changeup in the mid nineties. He's just filthy. He's going to be throwing to Stallings. His whiff rate increased massively in the second half last year. I think it's sustainable. I think he's probably going to lead MLB in innings. He's at the very least a finalist. Then yeah, like AL. I don't feel. I would feel good if Glasnow was healthy. I think on a rate basis, he's just such a monster, but I'll go with Giolito. His stuff has looked improved this spring training. He's still really good. He had an unsustainable amount of bad luck last year. I think he'll be back. He's another guy who's going to throw a lot of innings. He has Gaz behind the plate. And can we please finally put the narrative away that he can't pitch to Gaz? Yeah. He's that changeup is nightmare fuel. 
I think he's in for a big bounce back year. Then I may have forgotten my dark horses, so I'm going to make some up on the spot here. <laughs> uh, Freddie Peralta is not a dark horse. Um, dark enough, I think. Like with the he's rest a of dark the... enough horse to the general public. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's Freddie Peralta is just so good it, yeah. on a per inning basis. He's yeah, and Al, I. I don't know why this is a dark horse, but I haven't seen anyone mention it. Verlander. Verlander's yeah, back. The injury, but... Verlander's back. He's throwing hard. He struck out Juan Soto the other day. And he's going to be used more sparingly than he has been before, so he can go full throttle. I think he's going to have a massive year. Yeah, that's it. I like those picks. Verlander, I honestly... I forgot about Verlander's existence. So, <laughs> uh, it's just, it was the injury, really. And I haven't yeah. seen much about him either, like in the media or anywhere. Um, but I like the pick. And then, uh, James, you haven't given us yours yet, right? Or have you? No, I have not. I don't think, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, who do you got? The American you don't League have- Cy Young winner in 2022 will be Shane Bieber. Yeah. A dark horse is Garrett Cole. And he's a dark horse <laughs> because he never wins it, despite being the best pitcher in the American League. He's a dark horse because he's Garrett Cole, that's why. He's deserved two Cy Youngs and has zero. It's like uh, Nolan. He He's like Nolan Ryan. He's just insanely good at getting strikeouts and has yet to – and neither of them have won a Cy Young yet. I think one has a better chance of doing so than the other. And it's Nolan Ryan. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Not wrong. But, uh, yeah, Dark Horse Garrett Cole, just because he yeah. has yet to actually win it. So I can't really I say he's the favorite. National League, this might come as a shock. He's going to pick Walker Bueller. He's picking Bueller. Damn it, I wanted to pick – I wanted to – I wanted to make it all dramatic and be like, but it's gonna be Bueller. <laughs> were you gonna uh, say yeah, it? Yeah, were you gonna, gonna say Bueller. it in the voice? High innings. <laughs> it was high. Pitches a lot of innings. Doesn't allow does. a lot of runs. Unless it's against. It doesn't Bader. have to be more complicated than that. Sometimes we like the it's stats true. here at Diamond Digest. You know what my favorite stat is? How many outs can a guy get? Sometimes, and Bueller gets a lot. And he doesn't allow a lot of runs. So he's going to win the Cy Young this year. He's the opening day starter for the Dodgers. In course, and Kershaw's field. healthy. Or so he says. Kershaw's not actually healthy. Oh. Kershaw's so. healthy, but for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, then he'll be healthy again in August. Symbolically, they're passing the torch on already. And Kershaw yeah, is probably crazy. the best pitcher I've ever seen. Yeah, Kershaw's still great. So, yeah, Kershaw's still crazy good. Dark, I'm a little surprised by that. I have two. One on the loathed Giants and one on the New York Mets. Chris Bassett on the New York Mets. That's a great pick. That's a good pick. Just because yeah. I think he's going to have to be the number one guy to start the season. I was almost going to say Jacob deGrom just because of the injuries, but I think Which, Chris I Bassett is going to be better. Over or more valuable, I guess. Degrom's the best pitcher in baseball when healthy, but the problem is you have to add the when healthy qualifier. 
Yeah, it's upsetting. So, yep. and then Logan Webb. Yeah. Because he he gets outs. And outs are true. important. And he doesn't allow runs. And that is also important. And if He's I'm praising Walker Bueller for doing those two things, I kind of had to praise Webb for also doing those two things. He's just how old's Bueller? Is Bueller 27? 26. Yeah. Webb's just younger and doing it because Webb's 25. Yeah. And he pitches in a cavern, which will help. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, um, I don't think there's much of what they literally. I only have one pick that hasn't already been said. Uh, my AL side was Bieber. Um, I didn't want to pick Cole because I hate the Yankees and he, uh, he's a Yankee. Uh, my AL, uh, my AL Cy Young dark horse was uh, Lance McCullers. I, I just I love watching McCullers pitch. I think he's got great stuff. It's also a uh, you know when healthy kind of thing. Uh, he'll you know get hurt, which is really unfortunate. And sometimes he just doesn't have it. Um, but if he can kind of put it together, I think he's definitely got a shot. Uh, NL Cy Young Brandon Woodruff. It's in- insane. My dark horse is also Logan Webb because I'm a homer, but. Uh, Logan Webb also very good at baseball. Opening day starter for the Giants. So, um, yeah. So that goes through all the Cy Young picks. Now onto the fun one, MVP. Uh, we'll start with James again here. Uh, ALNL MVP. Who you got? The American League Most Valuable Player will be Luis Robert. Five to a player. Yeah. And if he stays healthy this year, plays a full 162, I think he's going to prove to be the best player in baseball. Dark Horse, Aaron Judge. I just don't think, I think people are just kind of focused on Vladdy and Shohei. Mm hmm. And it's odd to consider a Yankee a dark horse, especially when that Yankee is probably the face of the Yankees, and the Yankees are one of the most well-recognized sports teams in the world. But if Aaron Judge is healthy, he's a top-10 player in baseball. It just sucks you have to say when healthy. Like, again, like when healthy. Yes. That's, yeah. It always sucks when that's a qualifier. The National League MVP – Will be Juan Soto. <laughs> this is unanimous, right? Nope. Really? Okay. Sleeper okay. pick. I'm going to say is. Let's say Freddie Freeman. Mookie Betts. <laughs> Mookie Betts. You're, you're so close. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Mookie Betts isn't a bad pick, though. That's the worst part. Yeah, he's a pretty good pick. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't want to say Bryce because he just won it, and Tatis is going to miss time, and then I can't really – I couldn't think of anyone oh, I good in the National your, League. Is Betts your answer? Get, the, until, outside of the Dodgers, so I'm like, damn it, I'm going to have to go with another homer pick. <laughs> That's fair. So, but the thing is, like – We're all allowed to be homers, right? Yeah, it's a good pick, though, so, like, it's fine. If it was, if you were to say like Max Muncy, I would remove you from the podcast. <laughs> no, if I were to say Cody Bellinger, you were going, you would have done that. At least he's already won one, but yeah. 
Max Muncy will never win an MVP, sadly. No. Maybe, never the, get the he playing has a time. Maybe the young one, the prospect one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You never know. Is not, prospect not Max Muncy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, Mookie's not a bad pick like, at all. And one said it also is like the popular pick. I might change mine now since, uh, I mean, Soto is an easy answer, but like also a good answer. And also, Matthew Penn can't have nice things. So that's you mean, so. <laughs> but uh, we'll go with Sean next here, uh, since we know Ethan already disagreed with the Soto pick. So we'll go with Sean. So I want to talk about Soto, please, because yeah, he's he's the obvious pick. Let's yeah. just be upfront about that. He's great. We know how great he is. Here's my prediction for Soto this year. The highest the highest on-base post-bonds is actually Soto, but it was 2020. So I don't count that. Okay. The second highest post-bonds is Chipper Jones in, I believe it was 2007, put up exactly a 470. I think Soto breaks that mark. I think it's the highest post-bonds on-base. I think he wins unanimous MVP. And since picking him is so easy, I'll make my non-Soto pick basically my runner-up. And that's Trey Turner. Uh, he's back He's back to his natural position. He's hitting really high in just ridiculous lineup. I think he's going to stay healthy. It's a walk year for him. I don't think he's going to be running as much, which might hurt his value, but it will keep him on the field more. I think he led the – did he lead all position players or just NL position players in war last year? I think all it was, position players, all I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he necessarily repeats that, but I think he has another great year. My you know dark what? my dark horse is obviously Al Garcia just because of yeah. all the red circles. I like that pick. He has a ton of talent out of time before he puts up a 400 Woba season. AL, I'm going to ignore Trout. I'm going to ignore Otani. I'm going to ignore Vlad. And I'll go with Jose Ramirez. Great pick. I love Jose Ramirez. I think so. A few years ago, during the Trout Bregman MVP debate, Bregman had a shot at one point in the season to put up the highest single season war for a third baseman ever. He didn't quite get there. I think Joe Ram has a chance to do that. I don't think he will. I think the record is 10.2. I don't think he gets that high. But I think he could make a run at it. He's going to get on base a ton. There's no one else in that lineup. Like, who's his protection? Miles Straw. And I like Daniel Reyes. Yeah. He rakes. I like both of them as players, but they're not, they're not scaring the pitchers like Joe Ram is. I'd happily pitch around JRM to get to either of those two hitters. Yeah. He's an excellent fielder. He's year in and year out among the most valuable base runners. All I can say is hopefully he gets traded to the Blue Jays and plays second base. So that would be incredible. And if he isn't a dark horse, then I'll do I'll do the gamble and I'll pick Buxton. Because Buxton is a healthy season away from putting up 12 war. But. I don't think that's too outlandish. I like I like that. Um, all right, and we'll jump to Ethan. I want I want you to start with the AL because I want to finish on the NL one. 
so start with the AL here because I want. Is I it is it Brian Reynolds? <laughs> no, I'm not not that bold. I, I will preface and say that both of my winners have been named already. Um, okay. My American League pick also was Luis Robert. I think if he puts up a full season like he did last year, then he has like a Byron Buxton level ceiling on a really, really, really good team. If he puts it all together, we like Sean was just talking about the the level of play Buxton is capable of. I'm not going 12 war level high, but I think Luis Roberts right there. He's capable of doing that. Um, my AL dark horse. I went a little deeper in the barrel for this one. I went Teoscar Hernandez. Oh, um, I don't hate. I that. think I think just anybody in that Toronto lineup, in the middle of that lineup, in theory, probably 120 RBIs. Just ridiculous numbers. So I think. He's he's obviously not the best hitter in that lineup. He's probably not the second best, but you know, if something clicks, I think he could have a ridiculous season. Um, my National League MVP pick, obviously, I wanted to go Juan Soto. I think if the, there was any hope of the Nationals being good, I would have picked Soto comfortably. I went Trey Turner. Um, little uh, shout out to myself here when I did my. Uh, Bold predictions article last spring. I predicted that Trey Turner would have the highest war of all shortstops, and then he had the most war of all position players. And they moved to second base, though. Played more. That's time not the point. Short. Not the point. <laughs> all right. Point is Trey Turner is really good. Yeah, and I true. think that if he had stuck on just one team last year, he would have been a lot more involved in the MVP discussions. And now that he's mm-hmm. going to be with the Dodgers. The whole season, who obviously the Dodgers are everyone's pick to win the World Series. Um, yeah, I think Trey Turner is going to go off. False. Um, Not true. My National League dark horse, once again, I went, I, I dipped in the barrel a little bit. Um, this is another guy on a team who I despise with every fiber of my being, but I can't deny the ridiculous level of raw talent he has. It's Tyler O'Neill. Um, his combination of power and speed is like Buxton, Robert, Otani level. Then I feel like nobody talks about it. And also, he plays a really, 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 really good left field. Yep. Like Tyler O'Neill yeah. strikes out a lot, and that's like his only weakness. He's really good. If he can yeah, fix Tyler it. O'Neill is really that good. was a that was my bold prediction. For the year was Tyler O'Neill has the first 25-25 season for the Cardinals. If you want my rationale why, read the article. It's free. <laughs> when it comes out. <laughs> it's not out yet. It's not out yet, but like when we get there. <laughs> well, now it has to be out before this comes out. It might be. I don't know. This, this there's a good chance this comes up tomorrow morning. Uh, which would be the fifth, maybe the sixth. It's gonna go this is going out before opening day. So it's gonna go up in the next couple of days, um, but either way, um, my my picks uh, the AL I went with the easy one Trout. If he's healthy, he's the best player in baseball. Uh, my dark horse is Buxton, just because if he's healthy, that is the why he's a dark horse. He needs to stay healthy because like if he's healthy, that he he if he's healthy and played like he did at the beginning of the last season, we've put it all together. That's a scary. Scary man to face in the Twins lineup that's got some pretty good hitters at the top of it as well. 
And then um, in the NL, uh, I changed it just because I didn't want to give Soto that, like, uh, what we thought was going to be a super like, a sweep. Uh, I, I like Acuna. Um, I feel like people are over-glossing, over-glossing over him a lot still. And um, I don't know, just hope he can do good things this season uh, coming off of uh, last year. But um, my uh, Dark Horse pick was also Tyler O'Neill, which I thought I was going to be the only one who mentioned him. And like now Carson's going to go crazy about this because two yeah, people oh yeah. Tyler O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he's he's a solid player. If he can strike out a little bit less, he's got he can he can definitely get some some MVP votes. Maybe a top five finish in there. Um, but yeah, uh, it's always fun to predict try to predict, predict these things, especially when you're trying not to uh, go up the obvious pick. Um, so we'll see. We'll come back to this in the end of the season and see if any of us any of us were relatively close. Uh, then there's a good chance that we're all just astoundingly wrong. Uh, but uh, we'll move on to one of the last few things here. Uh, like I said, we're a few days from opening day. Um, uh, what? Who do you guys have in the postseason? Even though yeah, the start we've gotten, haven't started the season started, but postseason baseball is the best kind of baseball. So uh, we can go. I think this is just going to be like a, a quick because we are kind of running a little long here. Uh, we'll go quick. Uh, I'll go division. Um, we'll go. We'll just start with the AL. Then we'll go with the NL. I'll, we'll go east, uh, east, cen- central, west, just bam, 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 and then we'll do the wild cards after. So, uh, Sean, uh, AL East. Blue Jays. Ethan. Blue Jays. James. Blue Jays. I also have the Blue Jays. <laughs> <laughs> central, AL Central. Sean. White Sox. Ethan. White Sox. James. Sox. I also have the White Sox. <laughs> A lot of variability here. Uh, West, Sean. Probably another sweep here, Astros. 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 I have the Mariners. There you go. Ooh. Someone likes fun. All right. I do like fun. I really like Seattle. I like what they got going on. Uh, Wildcard team, just give them to me. Sean, wildcard, Ale. Yankees, four seed. Rays, five seed. Mariners, six seed. Ethan. I went Yankees, Rays, and the Red Sox, I'm not feeling great about it, but AL East is going to run the table. That's reasonable. James? Rays, Mariners, Twins. Uh, I have Rays, Red Sox, Tigers. I like what Detroit has enough. I had this written down before the trade as well. <laughs> um, I, want to, I want that out there. Um, I think the Tigers have enough right going on where they can sneak into that last spot. Plus, I want to do something a little bit bold in there. Um, okay, we'll move over to the NL. Uh, NL East. We'll start with James. Uh, Braves. Here's Ethan. Braves. Sean. Braves. Oh, I have the Mets. I think they might figure it out this year. Uh, Central. James. Brewers. Ethan. Cardinals. Sean. Brewers. I also have the Brewers. I wasn't the one different this time. <laughs> it wasn't me. All right, uh, West, James. You know who I'm picking. I know. I know. <laughs> Dodgers. Ethan, yeah. Yeah, Dodgers. Ethan. Come on. Ethan, Sean? Come on, Dodgers. I'm picking the Giants again. 
Ooh, I'm so different. I'm picking the Giants. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> hey, last year, <laughs> they had a good season. I can still have some delusional hope. That's based off something. You think but, Gabe Kapler is a bad manager, though? He is so a how bad is he manager. He is a bad manager. He's how is terrible. he going to outmanage the Dodgers' talent again? <laughs> I don't know. It's probably because Dave Roberts isn't much better. <laughs> Dave Roberts is a whole lot better. I okay. For, for, you know what? We're not doing this right now. <laughs> 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 they're both terrible managers. All right. Like, just, they're both You're terrible. starting it. All right. I will go to war for Dave Roberts. That's a four. I will not go to war for Gabe Kapler. I I'll trade either of you Derek Shelton right now. <laughs> you know, they're both better than Derek Shelton. So I don't know anything about the Pirates. O'Neill Cruz. It's probably better that way. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, uh, wild cards. Uh, one, two, three. We'll start with Sean this time. Giants four seed, Padres five seed, Phillies six seed. All right, Ethan. Um, I had none of those teams making the playoffs. I went wow. Mets. I went Mets, Brewers, and my bold pick is the Marlins as the six. I love the Marlins pick. I do too. James. Mets, Phillies, Padres, Giants finish 81 and 81 with a zero <laughs> run differential because they are just a mediocre team, Diego. With a mediocre manager and a Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, James. I'm dear to you. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I would have done the same if I were. <laughs> you had the power And you make your Giants pick. So, uh, yes, I respect fair. the hustle. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, anyway, uh, while well, I can team, I have the Dodgers, uh, the Cardinals, and I also have the Marlins. Nice. Uh, so I think the Padres missed the playoffs again. Um, I just don't know. They have the talent, absolutely. Um, but some, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right down there in San Diego right now. It would be so funny if they miss the playoffs. Yeah, it's not going to happen. The one thing I will say is, if the if the Cardinals get a new shipment of Elkharts and Pentagrams, they could just be the one seed. No, yeah, they do have a lot of guys from 2006 on their team, and that's. I think that I think if that we're proving the existence of Satan, that's where we start. Is <laughs> the 2006 postseason? I mean, canonically, I they, canonically, they fired Mike Schultz because he started the lamb sacrifices too soon. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is with the NL, especially like. There's a lot of talent in the National League, um, just but really spread out where um, any team can slide to that last wild card spot, like realistically, except for maybe like three or four of them, yeah. which is kind of crazy. In the AL, I feel like a lot of the talent is pretty con- like condensed into a few teams, a few divisions. Um, it's not as widespread or balanced, I feel like. I could be wrong in saying that, but that's just kind of how I feel right now. Um, but I don't know. It's, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sure – None of us are going to get it 100 percent right, and you know that's no. just how baseball is, and that's okay. But um, yeah, uh, so we'll hit on these last couple of things here. Uh, today we had some Jackie Robinson news, and uh, I will admit I didn't get a chance to look at it a ton, but I'm pretty sure James knows a good amount about this. James, hit us with it. Yeah, so Major League Baseball is celebrating the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson integrating the major leagues 
And since he is the most consequential baseball player in baseball history, they are allowing everyone to wear 42 to uh, commemorate this. And every team will be wearing like the Dodgers 42. So I know Diego is going to love seeing Dodger blue on Brandon Belt's jersey. This is the only time it's okay. Like I said, he's the most consequential baseball player in history. So I get it. Got it. But yeah, um, I just remembered I bought this the other day. Got it for $11 at Walmart. Well, Jackie you want to hear my favorite Jackie Robinson fact? Please. Diego? He was traded to the New York Giants. And instead of playing for the Giants, he just retired. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. So makes sense. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's super cool. He uh, really is a great player. <laughs> all right. All right. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super cool, honestly. Like, I, I hate Dodger Blue, but like, this, it's okay. This is fine. This is the only time it's okay. Like that. This is, I said this the other day when I bought this. So I'm like, this is the only thing Dodger related I've ever purchased. <laughs> and it, I'd probably, I want to get a Jack Robinson jersey at some point just because, like, like, you got to have it. But it's the only other Dodgers thing I plan on buying ever in my entire it's life. the only Dodgers jersey no one will ever hate you for having. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe Clayton yeah. Kershaw. That's also but fair. That. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But a weird subset of Dodger fans will hate you for having a Kershaw jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but no but one's those are the Dodger you. fans who like Trevor Bauer. So. True. No one's going to hate you for having a Jackie Robinson jersey. That's just... Plain and simple. Yeah, um, it's super cool news. Um, when guys, like I said, I kind of heard it when you guys first mentioned this before we started this. Um, it's super cool. It's a great way to, I think, honor um, Jackie Robinson. And uh, Jackie Robinson Day in, in of itself is super special. And I think it's just taking it up another notch. And, you know, it's super dope. Um, anything else, Sean, Ethan, about it? Not much, really. Dodgers uniforms are gorgeous. They're the best in baseball, according to me. Yeah. I, I love I, I'll love seeing this. They honestly. are. Ethan, anything? No, pretty much covered it. <laughs> yeah, we got we pretty much hit it all. And then yeah, um, all right. So the last thing we'll throw up here, um, for anyone who still hasn't drafted fantasy teams, if you're interested in fantasy, uh, we'll hit real quick on this, um, guys. You're like targeting in your fantasy leagues. Anyone like in particular will get, you know, one from each of us. Maybe not the obvious choice because everyone wants, you know, the big time, like the big, the one sodas. Everyone wants the, the Max Scherzers on their team. But like someone that maybe you're targeting that maybe not everyone else is. And I think we'll, we'll go with, we'll go with Sean first on this one. So I had an answer ready of Garrett Whitlock. And then I remembered that most leagues use saves instead of just using points for innings and strikeouts. So I can't go with him since he's going to be mostly a piggyback starter. So I'll stick with my theme of just picking Marlins for everything <laughs> and go with Garrett Cooper. Yeah. I do I, like that. I think is really good. I had a big spreadsheet before my draft of how many points above replacement I thought every player was going to be. And I had Cooper just solidly above replacement as a utility DH type guy. He's going to get DH eligibility quickly if he doesn't have it already. I can't remember. I haven't actually picked him up yet. I have a waiver claim on him now. 
I, he has a lot of power. He's hitting in the middle of a much better than it was last year. Marlins order. He doesn't tank your batting average if you play in a roto league. And he's not rostered that often. I believe he's only rostered in about 20% of leagues. All right. You know, I like it. Um, James. Three guys. Two of them. Tyler Glasnow, Dustin May. Draft them. Stash them on IL. Stash them. Yeah, I already yeah. stashed Glasnow. So those are two draft and stash guys because they're basically – it's basically like picking them up in August now. Yeah. And when they're back for the playoffs for you, they're going to be real good. Especially uh, if you have a lot of IL spots yeah. in your league. Yeah. Yeah. The one I'm in has five. So Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Minus five. My non-injured Tommy John pick, Logan Gilbert. The slider looks really good. I love Logan Gilbert. <clears throat> I so just traded I him, for, Max him Freed. for that. Wait, what? For Max Freed? Yeah. What else was around in that deal? Does that have to uh, be more of that deal? <laughs> Freed, Quan, and Cooper. Uh, Cooper indirectly. For I've, Gilbert? For Gilbert, Taylor, and Gallo. I don't. I don't hate. I don't it. think I hate. Yeah, I don't think I hate that. Yeah, it. It was one of the deals that like both sides just feel, traded from an area of strength. Yeah, I'm like it feels that feels like a very balanced deal. Yeah, um, I had five center fielders. So yeah, I could trade a couple of them. Anyone needs a catcher in our league? Um, I have three. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, if anyone needs a <laughs> middle infielder, I need relievers. <laughs> I don't have any of those. Anyway, um, I think my only reliever on my team is Andrew Chafin. Yeah, I missed our draft. Um, I was working during our draft, but um, I tried to set up like a big thing. It kind of worked, kind of didn't. Pick I have up, really, I have really good starting pitching depth. I'll say that much. Pick up to Nelson Lamette. If he's getting saves, he'll be a monster. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he's already been taken. Yeah, Ethan, who do you got? I just want to say really quick and backtrack since Sean mentioned Garrett Cooper. I had a Marlins fan in my Twitter mentions the other day say that Garrett Cooper was untouchable in a Brian Reynolds trade. Yikes. So solely because of that, I have an irrational distaste for Garrett Cooper now. <laughs> you know, uh, that's fair. <laughs> but um, I actually am not playing fantasy baseball this year. So the best advice I can give is, once again, I'm backtracking, but go get O'Neill Cruz. He's going to come up in mid-May, and he's still going to go 30-30. So go get yeah. him. Yeah, he got taken really early in my league. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, my guy that um, I liked a lot, that I'm sure it's not a surprise, um, some some guys will look at him and like try to take him early. Some guys won't. Uh, Hunter Green, I think he's going to be good. And I think a lot of people are going to be pretty low on him because of the, they see rookie and get scared. But I, I have him in our league. Uh, I like him a lot. And I think he's going to be pretty solid. He's going to produce, and he'll be—he'll do good things. Maybe not all good things. Like he might struggle a little bit because rookie, but good enough things. So we'll take it. Yeah, Hunter Green is like when you're playing OOTP, and it breaks, and you somehow have a hundred out of eighty stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he's going for a dollar in most auction leagues. Yeah, which is crazy, and especially in auction leagues. Like Hunter Green's going might be the steal of your draft. 
Um, but either way, um, uh, that's that's all we got. This is a little long, uh, mostly thanks to the Detroit Tigers uh, making a trade mid um, mid recording. <laughs> uh, but either way, it's always fun. Well, we're gonna have this now. Just especially if it does some exciting stuff this year, we'll have this to fall back on for content. Um, either way, uh, any anything from anybody else? Closing closing thoughts, closing remarks, any sort. Dave Roberts, 2022 National League Manager of the Okay, anyway. <laughs> and he's gone. He's gone again. Uh, but, sorry, James. <laughs> I feel like now you need to put on the screen one of the Dave Roberts gifts. <laughs> you know, I don't edit these, but whoever does, um, probably be wise. Uh, do, if you the, can. The Dave Roberts common failure gif with the lights in the background. Yeah. <laughs> I will always go to bat for Dave Roberts, except yeah, when it comes it. to his postseason. <laughs> except when I don't. Um. Well, except for the postseason pitching decision, sometimes they're boneheaded. But yeah. for the most part, I will go to bat for him. I, that's, that's how I should fair. phrase it. That's fair. Most, I mean, it's it's good to have that kind of confidence your manager. I don't, but that's mostly just me. It really is. A lot of Giants fans love Kapler. I just don't. Um, but anyway, um, any anything else? Any other closing remarks, Sean? Either? I actually want to throw this in really quick. Did we mention that Austin Meadows' brother, Parker, is in the Tigers system? Did he mention that at all? No, did not know that. Parker Meadows? So there's some nepotism in this name. trade. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great name, though. Parker Meadows? That's a dope name. This also means that the Pirates are going to trade Cole Tucker to Cleveland then. Yes. That, that has to be the next one. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, um, yeah. Uh, any anything else? Anyone at all? Nope. All right. Well, uh, I started this a minute ago. Um, if you don't know where to find us, um, how did you get here? But um, if you do know where to find us, uh, it'll be our website diamond digestcom Twitter diamond underscore digest, Instagram diamond dot digest. Yes, we are very consistent in our naming of our different, you know, ways on we are present online. Uh, this has been our first episode of This Week in Baseball, episode zero, maybe episode one. I kind of like the idea of calling it episode zero since we haven't amassed this uh, week in baseball yet. Uh, but either way, uh, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, um, if you have any predictions or anything of your own, you know, drop them um, on our Twitter, Instagram, uh, anywhere. Let us know. We'd love to hear them. We're probably very wrong on most of, most of ours. Um, but uh, for Sean, Ethan, James, and myself, Diego, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we hope it's a great, fun, healthy season for everybody. And as always, we'll see you next time. Go baseball. Go baseball.